Welcome to the Lodge of Leaders podcast, the show where aspiring leaders, current leaders, and anyone wishing to grow their leadership skill set can improve their career, all for an intentional influence. Hi guys, my name is Gary Davison, and I have 25 years of leadership experience. In that time, I've grown in excess of 24 leaders to executive levels in the field of education. I've been a teacher, assistant principal, principal, and university faculty member. In addition to the many roles I've held outside the field of education that give me a unique perspective. I've used my perspective to grow leaders, lead successful organizations. Are you a current leader? Are you an aspiring leader? Are you someone who just wants to improve your leadership skills? Do you want to be elite? Greater Development LLC realizes that leading in today's society has become more difficult and complex. Add to this, budgets are tight, staffing is difficult, and a leader's time is in short supply. We can help your leadership growth reach its potential within these times. Our services help you emerge a more capable leader to take your organization to the heights never before envisioned. We have the tailored solutions to meet this challenge. Hello, Lodge members. Here we are again today around the crispy, toasty fire of the Lodge of Leaders. Guys, I mentioned a couple podcasts ago that um, I've been getting a lot of feedback from listeners, um, and so I wanted to delve in again to the mailbag and answer a few questions that I've gotten from listeners. Uh, these are really good questions, uh, just like the last one was, and I, I wanted to spend some time going through these. So um, buckle up, get your get your uh, cup of cocoa, put some marshmallows in it, and uh, let's let's jump into the first question. Uh, Dr. Davison, you have, you spoke a lot at our most recent event. This was from an event I went and I uh, was a keynote speaker to um, about the Mount Rushmore and the need for us to have um, targets or or uh, aspirational people to follow. Who are on your Mount Rushmore? I forgot to write them down. Well, you don't have to write them down. I, I just want to tell you that it, who they are and why they're important to me. And if you're not um, familiar with the Mount Rushmore activity, please go back and look in the in the previous um, podcasts. Uh, this is number ninety three, I believe. Uh, this the Mount Rushmore will probably be somewhere in the teens. I think um, it was quite a while ago. But basically, what it is is. You know, Mount Rushmore has four faces on it, and those are uh, four of the most influential, memorable people in American history. So the Mount Rushmore of your leadership is if you were to replace those four people with four faces of the people that were most influential in your life as a leader. Who helped you to grow into your leadership structure? Who helped to mold and define you as a leader? So my four were, uh, number one, I had a real dear friend named Wally. Uh, I worked for the Teamsters years ago, and he was um, kind of in charge of the uh, weightlifting area in the health and, and welfare benefit package for the Teamsters. So I got to know him through the work there and just the way he carried himself 
Um, his role was very important. It was in a large Teamster facility with lots of business agents and Teamster officials and officers and workers and everyone kind of congregated there. So a lot of people look to him to know, you know, is this someone who's trustworthy? You know, is this rumor I'm hearing something important or whatnot? And people would always come up to him. And the way he handled controversy, the way he handled people putting him on the spot, the way he handled such things was with such grace. Um, He never, ever demeaned anyone, but he handled it in such a way that He was the guy in charge still, but he didn't have to boss anybody. He used influence in such a great way um, that he's on my Mount Rushmore. I'll give you an example. There was a a Teamster election coming up, and it was hotly, hotly contested. Um, Allegations coming out on both sides. It remembered, it, it resembled, I'm sorry, it greatly resembled what we see today in the political process. But that's that's kind of how it was. That was the nature of it. And somebody asked him his opinion, and and he just got a grin on his face and shook his head a little bit and said, you know, I don't know about their policies, but boy, they're a great golfer. And just changed the subject on someone and 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 just let the let the questioner know i'm not going to participate in bashing anyone um whether i like them or not i'm not going to participate in that i'll be glad to give you um quotes or things on on uh, uh ways to be supportive of anybody but i'm not getting involved in all of that he also stayed out of gossip and that really set the tone with other people Um, the other ones, uh, Dr. Fred Bradley was a professor of mine at the university of Missouri at St. Louis. Um, I would say of the people that I've heard for, for the last 35, 40 years that have made an impact on me, his words and his actions and how he went about his work and, and influencing people was such that this is someone who I would follow through a brick wall. And so um, I put him on my um, my Mount Rushmore. Uh, additionally, Paula Galt was a, my first superintendent as a principal when I w- became principal. Um, she really guided my path on um, how to grow leaders. Why grow leaders? Why bring leadership development into your organization and why it's so important? And she lit that spark for me. We didn't sit down and have effusive leadership talks. No, I watched her from a distance. Again, she was my superintendent. There were 35 others of me in her world. But what I got from that was that this is, you know, reading, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Leading an elementary school is is about so many things, you know, things reading is such a, a fundamental piece of the curriculum in an elementary school. Granted. And reading programs come and go. But the one thing that's a hallmark in any school or any organization is you've got to have leadership that's going to bring people to a feeling and a level more than buy-in and just compliance. And she really helped me to understand that. And the last one on my Mount Rushmore is my grandfather. called him Daddy George. Um, 
He uh, never finished high school. He uh, went right from the 10th grade to uh, the military, ended up getting out of the military after World War II, um, started his own life, uh, became an electrician and then a bartender, then a club manager and uh, ran a chain of liquor stores. And um, just the way he did his work was just something to behold and his work ethic and the way he treated people was, was so good. So you can see a, a, um, a common thread through my four is how do they treat others and use how they treat them to help gain influence. And so, uh, that is a very, very important piece of mine. Next question. Um, Dr. Davison, uh, recently I am, I took over a school. Uh, we are in dire need of cultural help, help with our school culture. I'm sorry. I, we need a great degree of help in our school culture. Where do I start? Wow. I'm assuming this person is brand new coming into the building. So they are unknown by the teaching staff, the support staff, everyone else. First things first. Don't go around and put plans together yet. Go around and meet people. The 90-day plan is the first 30 days is you're going to go in, meet people, meet everyone, shake their hands. And for the next 60 days, you're going to try and build trust. You're going to take what you know about them and build a relationship with every single person you come in contact with and develop trust. The deeper your pool of trust, the deeper you'll be able to get people to dive later on when it's time to go forward with your initiatives, what you want to do as an organization. The deeper the trust in your pool, the higher people can dive from. I hope that makes sense. Next question. Experience is not the best teacher. Feedback is, why do you say that? Why is it so important to you? That's a great question. Um, to me, it's a natural. Um, I, I, I'll give you an example. Uh, over the last 25 years, I've interviewed a lot of people for a lot of jobs. And the first thing people want to do is come in and tell you what they've done. What are the little jobs that they've done along the way in education? Were they in charge of 504s? Did they do discipline? Uh, do they know how to write a safety plan? Do they do this? Do they do that? Do they do that? Those are, those are great um, duties that need to be done, but they don't tell me who that person is. I need to know who you are. How do you take feedback? How well do you give feedback? How well do you act upon feedback? That to me, that says much more about your leadership than what jobs you've done. I'll be honest with you. I've seen a couple people come into education that had no background as a teacher, but they were able to use feedback. They were able to build trusting um, reliable relationships. They were able to gain influence and, and trust of those around them. And they became remarkable school leaders. One of the best superintendents I can remember wasn't a teacher. He came from a different part of the world. That's okay. But he ended up being a great school leader because he was able to use feedback and what it did not only giving feedback, but receiving feedback and how well it built a trusting relationship with everyone around him. 
So that's why I really think that feedback trumps experience. <coughs> Pardon me. Oh, this is a great question, especially for you high school folks. How do you show equal support for the many programs you have in some of the very large schools? Okay, well, this can also go for, I remember when I was an elementary principal, how did I show an equal amount of support for different grade levels or different committees or other things, but particularly at the high school level where you have probably 29, 30 different sports teams, you have um, theater programs, band programs, all kinds of fine arts activities going on. Um, you've got so many different clubs and entities and all of these other things. One of the ways that I would show equal support is obviously you've got to be there, but more than that, um, if I could, okay, let me say it this way. If you're a high school principal, you must go to Friday football games. That's there's, there's no, it's not a negotiable point. You go to those now. The other, uh, typically on a Friday night, you will not have other events scheduled, typically. So that one's kind of a solo. You need to be there. That's going to be your largest parent um, opportunity, typically, to be seen and interact with parents. So that's a big one to go to. But like on a general Tuesday night, you might have basketball. You might have wrestling. You might have a theater um, performance. You might have a band performance. All of those being on the same night, the way I did it um, was that I would assign my assistant principals and uh, aspiring leaders to those various events, and then I did everything as a drive-by. So I would typically schedule two, three, four of them in a night, and I would go and spend time at each and every one of them. Then I would go back to my calendar and I would keep track of that. So my first couple of years, I didn't do that. And I remember getting to the end of the year and looking back and remembering, oh my goodness, I didn't give softball the support that I needed to give them. I, I gave too much support to um, this group and not this one. I need to equal it out a little bit more. It's about visibility. It's about being seen. But if I could not make it to an event at night, the next morning I went and found the coach or the sponsor and I asked them how it went. I made sure to make contact with them afterwards. So again, support is more than just being there, but being there is, is 90% of the way. If you can't be there, connect with them afterwards. And uh, Dr. Davidson, I see that you recently retired. Um, how did you know that it was time to go? Wow. That's a good question. How did you know it's time to go? Well, a couple things. One, um, uh, my daughter, um, I knew, uh, because of, uh, my wife and my daughter, my wife and myself, um, you know, we have one child, uh, we lost a child when he was very young. So our, our daughter has been, uh, beyond extremely important to us. So it's, it's been very important that, that we enter the high school principalship as a family. So my family would go to school events and all of these things. So I knew that when my daughter graduated, I wanted to go out with her. That was my 15th year at the school. 
Um, it was my 22nd year as a principal. It was my 33rd year in education. And I was, I was becoming ready to expand my influence beyond just my staff, just my school community. Again, I had big school community, but I wanted to multiply my influence. And I also knew that this was time. This was a very special moment that at graduation, my daughter and I, we knew, um, when she came across the stage and I gave her a hug and told her I loved her. And, um, I knew that walking out that night, we were going to walk out hand in hand and it was going to be our departure. It was a nice event for the both of us to be able to participate in, but ultimately for everyone else, I knew that I, I had a different place I wanted to influence. I loved my school. I still love it to this day. I love the people. I still love them all to this day. I miss the seniors that graduated. I miss them all. But at this point, I, I for two things. One, I wanted to give to a different group in a different way, at a different pace. I wanted to do that in my own professional life. But I also thought it's time for the school to have a new leader. I was the first leader of the school. I was there for 15 years. And I want to see them grow to the next level. I'm not the I'm I'm not the end all be all for that school. I want them to to be able to have a new leader come in with some new fresh ideas, go to the next level. That's what I'm excited in. So I really want to see that. And that's when I knew it was time to go. Dr. Gary Davison's new book, Even Great Leaders Need Coaching, a guidebook, is a true display of the importance of leadership skills. Dr. Gary Davison is a well-known middle and high school principal with extensive experience in coaching and mentoring teacher leaders and assistant principals. In his new book, he presents the key premises of his coaching philosophy and shares his insights and tools for developing the next generation of school and system leaders. Moreover, the book also proves that leadership is not just about position or authority, but also about character, competence, and relationships. Coaching is highlighted throughout Dr. Davison's book as an essential component of executive education, one of the book's distinguishing characteristics. Dr. Davison believes that the purpose of coaching is to help individuals and teams realize their full potential and that all leaders can profit from receiving coaching at various points throughout their careers. Some of Dr. Davison's tools include the excellence loop for professional for personal development, the brand of leadership for developing a clear identity and vision, and the success matrix for planning and executing successful projects and initiatives. Again, the book is called Even Great Leaders Need a Coach. Pick up your copy today. Thank you for listening to the Lodge of Leaders podcast. It's my hope that you receive value for your time today. If you did, I have three basic requests. The first, please leave us a review at whatever platform you got your podcast from. Two, please share the podcast with your friends and colleagues, anyone that you feel like can get value from it. And three, please go to Greater Development LLC and check out how they can help you grow. Yes, they have services, but you'll see blog articles and other things that can always be of help. Lodge members, until we meet again, remember, experience is not the best teacher. 
feedback is 